Welcome to the final episode of season two of the UK Educators podcast, a day in the life of me. Uh, So, so far in this season, I've looked at lots of different educators and teachers and tutors and what a typical day in their life looks like. But what a nice way to end the season by looking at my life, because I think I live a slightly unusual life, especially over the last 18 months where I've been practically involved just purely online and setting up an online school. So in this episode, I'm just going to be talking about what it's like to run an online business, especially when I was not like this at all. Two years ago, before COVID, I had a very different life, which involved loading up my car, setting up, running workshops, and then cleaning up, uh, loading up my car again, unloading and taking things into the office and spending days and days uh, planning group activities and things which involved hands-on learning and ordering lots of equipment. So it's a very, very different life when you change purely to just online. And now as the world is opening up, I'm going back to -to face-to-face as well. Uh, So it's going to be really interesting talking about a day in the life of me. Um, So I'm going to start off by telling you a little bit about who I am because I've done two seasons now and it's always been interviewing other people and you might have got a little bit of a hint of what I do, um, especially if you read my description and had a look on my website. But I think it's interesting to know a little bit about what my life was like two years ago and how a typical day looks like right now. So two years ago, before COVID, uh, a typical day, what did that look like? Well, I'm not a morning person. So mornings were always very difficult for me. Uh, They were difficult when I used to work in a school. I'm not going to lie about that. They were difficult. I'm not a morning person. I can work into the early hours of the morning, 2, 3 a.m. That's what I'm most in tune with getting work done. My natural body clock works really well in the evening and uh, it, late into the night. So early mornings were always difficult for me. So my workshops, the earliest that they would start would probably be 10 or if I could help it, 11 a.m. That would mean that I need to be up around nine, half nine. So say a workshop is at 11. I would have to be up at nine or half nine, the very latest. Because of the nature of what I did, we would always be making changes to workshops and every single workshop is different. So let me just go back a couple of days before we used to have a workshop. When we had a workshop, we would spend, and I say we because it'd be me and my colleague, we would spend around 10 hours for every hour of delivery. 10 hours planning for every one hour of delivery, right? Just think about that for a second. So for a two-hour workshop, typically we're spending around 20 hours of work. That is a heck of a lot of work, (laughs) but I absolutely loved it because once you start researching into a topic, it leads to other questions that you know that the kids are going to be asking and it opens up other doors. And then I just be continually researching and thinking about how I can create activities that will lead really nicely into each other. Um, And then I would create booklets to go with it. 
and that would take me ages because I needed to get all the graphics right and then we'd have to order things we'd have to purchase things from the stores and usually it required going into more than two or three corner stores because not everyone had what we needed and a lot of those things then have to also be ordered online as well so there was a lot of admin a lot of setup a lot of planning uh, before the actual even delivery started and within that 20 hours I'm also including uh, packing up so printing things binding things packing things up and then loading the car I would spend most evenings packing things uh, late into the night and then I'd load up my car and if it wasn't raining that was a highlight because <laughs> everything used to get wet when it used to rain but we used to use lot big plastic boxes so it wasn't too bad and then now let's fast forward to the day of the workshop I've already got a lot of the things planned and packed already and usually what would happen is in the dead of the night the day before the workshop I would remember that I forgot to pack something or there would be something I still haven't been able to purchase because I've just been busy printing things off last minute and then I've realized we're missing something so usually in the morning of the workshop I would have to get up early to go and buy something from the corner shop or I'd stop by at Asda to pick something up or whichever supermarket was on my way en route to the venue because we never did the workshops in one consistent venue either so we were all over the place Um, and this is why I say it was hectic my life before was very very different I think if I didn't have anything to purchase in the morning I would probably get up at nine half nine for 11 a.m but if I did have things to do in the morning I would be up around eight ish And then it would just be on the go. Like from that moment where I get up, it would be on the go. I'd be out of the house. I'd be buying stuff. I'd be making sure I'm keeping the receipts. I'd be packing things. I'd be reaching the venue, unloading the car, making sure that the tables are set up properly and then setting up. And then the kids will start arriving, doing the registers. And then we do our workshop. And then after the workshop, It would be a case of then if we had a second workshop that day, then resetting everything for the second workshop. And if that was it, then we would be packing everything up again. And by that point, I'd be a bit slower. So it'd be quicker setting things up, but it'd be 10 times slower packing things up because we'd have to tidy things up. And there'd be often bits of paper on the floor, sellotape that they'd left behind and they stuck on the tables and just things like that that kids do. So then we'd be um, spending an hour or two cleaning things up, packing things, loading the car, going back to the office and unloading the car um, and putting things back to where they should be. So that was my typical day. And if you imagine having two workshops, it would then be a full day out. And then if we had another workshop the day after, then the evening would be spent setting up for the next workshop. So it was a bit crazy. And most of my stuff was face-to-face. I think everything was face-to-face except for one session that I did online. And I had started that in September 2019. So just before COVID. Um, And I tested a few things online prior to that as well for families that lived hours and hours away from me. When we did do lab days, they would occasionally visit. They would spend four hours traveling for a four-hour lab day. And for a lot of families, that was hard work. I think that's a lot to travel, especially if you're living that far away. But it was commitment because for a lot of home editors, things like that, this, what I did, didn't exist anywhere. So people would travel for it. I would do things on the weekend as well. So I had a mixture of kids. And I would reckon it was 50-50 
probably more school kids. I don't know. Maybe it was 50-50, I would say. And then I would tutor on the side as well. And that would be in my office. And I'd fit that in around everything else I did. But my lifestyle was very hectic. I didn't eat properly. I would snack. I would grab things on the way uh, from takeouts and things like that. And my lifestyle wasn't the greatest. I would skip lunch. I would skip dinner. I would eat really late. I'd skip breakfast sometimes. So it was a very, very different lifestyle. And then COVID hit. And when COVID hit, it turned my lifestyle upside down because suddenly all that driving around, because I remember taking notes once of how many hours I was spending in the car. I'm just being stuck in traffic, driving from one side of Birmingham to the other side of Birmingham meant that I was wasting a lot of time stuck in traffic and traveling between venue to venue because often in the same day sometimes we had up to three different venues and it was chaos <laughs> running from one venue to another and we never had any downtime like I look back and I think about the workshops they'd usually be two of us in a workshop and one of us would be helping to set up and cleaning things up and usually um, we'd, we'd take turns sometimes I would lead sometimes the other the other person would lead and then the person that wasn't leading would also be taking photographs so we were always on the go and when Covid hit everything turned upside down suddenly I was at home all the time <laughs> and it was very different doing things online because it meant that I was sat still for hours and hours and hours a very very different lifestyle to running around and packing and, and doing things and you think I had a healthier lifestyle before um, I didn't really because I didn't eat properly I snacked I had a lot of things that I shouldn't be eating I didn't really look after myself and even for but the beginning of COVID as well when I'd spend hours and hours sat in front of my computer I was skipping meals again and I wasn't looking after myself that well and what I realized was that I needed to get back into shape I put on a lot of weight. I've not been pretty good lately, but I try and schedule in time where I will be taking time out in my diary to make breakfast and make lunch and make dinner. To be fair, I haven't recently in the last few weeks, but I tend to put that in usually. And a typical day, shall we have a look at yesterday? <laughs> yesterday is probably not a typical day, but let me give you an insight into what I was up to yesterday. So yesterday started at 9.30 for me. So I got up at 9.15, I would think, and then I got dressed, got ready, and it, we had an assembly yesterday. So we had an assembly with lots of kids, and I was talking for probably one hour. The kids obviously participated, but I was leading the session. I had a two and a half hour gap in which I was catching up with some admin. So I took my laptop and I sat in the garden. I didn't have to be on Zoom, so it didn't really matter if there was background noise. And I did some admin work, which involved looking at emails, um, looking at some spreadsheets, and just putting some stuff together and trying to work through my to-do list because I didn't get enough done over the weekend this weekend. So then we had an admin meeting. So this is my marketing video editing teams and a meeting with the operations manager and, and things like that where we were discussing updates from last week, things that we need to work on this week, just looking at tasks that needed completing and them just giving me an update on what they'd done and delegating some tasks. 
And then straight after that, I had a meeting with someone who wants to partner with us. Um, so that was an hour meeting. And I think that was meeting number four. So we've had a, a couple of meetings. So that went on for an hour. And then I had an hour gap where I was meant to grab something to eat. But in that time, I, I had some phone calls come through earlier on in the day. So I called people back. I think I ended up speaking with three different people who had called me and I had those phone calls. And then I went straight into a parent meeting. That went out on for an hour and a half. And then a staff meeting with all my teaching staff, um, which went on for another two and a half hours. So I had a 9 a.m., or 9.30 start on Zoom. And I pretty much, with the exception of maybe two and a half hours where I wasn't talking because I was doing admin work, but I was still sat in front of my screen. I had a day until half eight, nine o'clock in the evening um, on Zoom. So it was practically 11 hour, 12 hour day. And then after that, there was a couple of emails I had to send off and, and things as well. So that's typically my day. It's a full on day. And I say that's typically my day. That's not a typical day. I usually have different things and tasks that I need to do. But it normally fills up like that where I have so much back to back that I don't get time to get up and eat unless I schedule it into my diary, um, which I haven't done yesterday which um, was probably not a good idea but normally if I schedule that in no one can um, add anything into my diary um, so that was yesterday and today I had to get up late because I couldn't switch off yesterday my brain was ticking away into the night when I've had a full-on day I find it difficult to switch off so a typical day for me is very varied and it's very different from how I did things uh, before COVID. But it's interesting now that we're opening up and I am having half days where I'm out of the house as well. And those are really interesting. So like last week on Wednesday, half the day was on Zoom from about 10 o'clock till about 1 p.m. I was doing Zoom meetings and following up on that and doing emails. And then in the afternoon, I had a meeting a venue that we're going to be running a workshop and then I had a workshop so that was interesting having that mixture of two different things and it was nice to get out um, even though I'm still very cautious it was nice to be out of the house for a change and it's going to be interesting how the next couple of months roll out because I've never worked so intensely online before and had things to do outside so before it was just work I did outside the house in terms of workshops and delivery and being in the office and setting things up and I've just had 18 months of intense online work and managing a team online and it's going to be very interesting to see how I mix the two together. My phone wasn't working the first week and so I didn't even have internet connection for six hours while I was out in the afternoon and evening so my staff couldn't reach out to me either and now thankfully my internet's working but I'm not always able to look at my phone so it's going to be interesting to see how the team manage without me being always present and hopefully if I've set things up properly uh, they should be okay. It's going to be interesting as we grow and there's more and more demands on both businesses it's going to be interesting how that works out. So yeah that's my typical kind of days at the moment and I have plans to travel so I need to make the online school really work if I'm going to be traveling because I won't always have internet connection and it needs to still be able to operate if I can't open my laptop and and check in. It's getting everything to a point where I'm able to do that and 
it's going to be just super interesting seeing how especially the next few months roll out because there's so much I've got planned and for UK educators as well I've been pretty quiet on the UK educators front over the last few weeks and that's because UK virtual school has been hectic and I've noticed over the last 12 months where one is hectic I go quiet on the other and I did this with the UK virtual school earlier on in the year where I was really involved with the champions club and sorting out the Moroccan retreat and working on other stuff for UK educators and then I've been quiet for a little while I sense that I've got loads that I want to do and we want to do the awards coming up in December I think they are going to be in December I've pushed them and pushed them and I think we're going to have to do them in December now so we make sure that they're done this year so there's loads of things coming up for UK educators over the next few months. Now, this is the last episode of season two. So this is a last series of A Day in the Life of, and this time it's A Day in the Life of Sid. But next season for the podcast, we are looking at roundtables. So we're going to be getting a group of educators together, and sometimes not even educators, but people that are just so passionate about education as a whole. And I want to get them all into a Zoom call and actually have a discussion. And these discussions are going to be end up being really entertaining and really good. Along with that, I've restarted my Clubhouse Club. So if you're not on Clubhouse, please get yourself on Clubhouse because we have a fab room every single Friday at 6pm where lots of educators, not just from the UK, even though the group is called UK Educators Community, there are educators from all over the globe participating in this. And last week's Clubhouse was amazing. We were looking at an alternative form of education without exams. And we had people from Japan and Lebanon and America and parts of Europe. And it was just fascinating to hear everyone's opinions and ideas. And I even found uh, someone that lives locally in the same city as me who is running a fab project. And I, I really do want to interview him at some point. And it's so interesting how an app like that, you can connect with so many different people. So if you're not on there, get yourselves on there, find the club UK Educators Community and join. And 6pm every Friday, we meet up and have a discussion. Last Friday, the conversation went on for six hours. Six hours of fab conversation. It was brilliant. I loved it. And I think you'll love hearing it as well. So this week, we're going to be looking at a completely different topic. And it's going to be fab. And every single week, we're going to be looking at different topics. So please do join in. Even if you're just in the audience listening and you don't have anything to contribute or you're feeling a bit shy, it's it's fab to hear what people are doing and it'll help you to kind of think outside the box. What I want to really create with UK educators is a movement where people are not afraid to do things which they honestly feel are the right, right things to do in education. A lot of the times we are dictated how we should be teaching. We are dictated what we should be teaching. We are dictated how we should be thinking. And I think it's about time that we as educators, we know how kids work. We know what's best for them. We know what education should be like. It's about time that we start implementing the things that we want to be doing. People are afraid and I know. And I love the fact that I can be an inspiration for a lot of you where I've ju just go crazy. I talk about poo. I talk about things that I want to change in the education system. I'm not 
apologetic about that. I don't like buying down to how the system works. It doesn't work. I know it doesn't work. And I know a lot of you feel like it doesn't work. And to create a movement where we are disrupting the current education system, we need to be united on that front. Because me on my own, I can't do very much. I can inspire a few people. And I'm sure you guys inspire a few people too. But to actually collaboratively work together and to create something which has impact on a much larger scale, that takes a lot of coordination and work and and, and collaboration and reaching out to each other um, and finding ways that can work. So I'm always up for collaboration. I'm always up to finding out how we can work together. So do reach out to me. And what I want to create with UK educators is a community of not just tutors, not just teachers, but educators. Because I think we often get divided into these smaller groups and we all have the same vision, whether you're a workshop delivery person, whether you're working as a coach, whether you're working as a mentor, whether you're working as a tutor, whether you're working as a teacher, we all are educators at the end of the day. And we're trying to have an impact on people, whether that's kids, whether that's adults, The education system currently affects all of us because we all go through it. So if we're going to make changes into the way that people think, into their lives, it has to be coming from the way that we view education and the way that we deliver it. So I'm very passionate about getting communities together where we can be making these changes. If you haven't booked onto the Marrakesh retreat, get yourselves on there because it's going to be fab. Because not only are we going to be learning about business skills and how we can be creating a fab brand, we're also going to be going to the Atlas Mountains to a school and having an impact there. Because that's what it's all about. It's about leaving a mark and having an impact. I'm sure that the communities in Morocco will have an impact on us. And in return, we're going to leave an impact on them. And this is what education is about. It's about sharing of knowledge. And it's not one way. It never is one way. When you teach, you are also learning from the kids. Whether you recognize it or not, you're learning from the kids. But when we start recognizing that, that's when it gets really powerful. Because then you allow the kids time to teach you something, whether it's about their life, whether it's about the way that they think or the way that they work, or whether they actually genuinely have some knowledge that you don't have that they want to share. And kids do have this knowledge because they're passionate and they get really excited about things and they learn lots of things about it. So that's what I want to create. I want to create a movement where it's an it's a knowledge exchange. It's a way where we can grow our businesses and make them sustainable, but at the same time, they're ethical. Because I think sometimes we look at the word business and we think, oh, it's just about making money. No, it's not about making money. It's about making impact. But we need to make money to survive and to make it sustainable, right? Um, But it's about having the impact on other people and also our lives. If we wanted to just make money, we wouldn't be in the education industry, We would go and become lawyers and doctors and engineers and the money lies in other places, right? But education has a different kind of reward. It has a long lasting reward. It has impact for generations to still come. And I think that's what we want to be doing. That's what we're keen to do. And so the Marrakesh retreat is going to be amazing. And then we're going to go to the Atlas Mountains as well. Um, If you're not on the Champions Club, we're going to be introducing lots of new things for the Champions Club. So I'm so excited 
to be scheduling in a session every fortnight where I'll be able to touch base with the Champion Club people. I'm going to be changing the way that that's run at the moment because I've realised that educators find it really difficult to find a time that they can all meet. So we're going to change the way that's slightly run so people can work on their own as well and have that touch point with me and I can provide that accountability for you so that's coming up soon what else is happening there's loads of things happening so there's that there's going to be new workshops coming up there's going to be season three of the podcast coming up so stay in tune the first season three podcast will be released on the first sunday of november which i believe is sunday the 7th of november and it's going to be fab so watch out for that. If you're not in the UK Educators Facebook group, get yourself in there because in the Facebook community, we're going to be live streaming these roundtables so you'll be able to see people in action when we're doing this and it's going to be live. And then the podcast will be coming out shortly after the lives. So there's lots of exciting things happening. If you want to keep an eye on what I'm doing, then follow me into the UK Educators Group. So we've got workshops coming up. We've got the awards coming up. We've got a revamp of the Champions Club. We've got a new season of podcasts coming up. And then obviously we've got the Marrakesh Retreat that everyone's been waiting for coming up next year. So there's loads of things happening and I can't wait to get back into action into UK Educators. Oh, and I'm working on a journal as well. So if you are one of those um, educators that loves a lovely journal or planner to keep everything together come into the UK educators group into the Facebook group and let me know what you're looking for because I'm putting together a journal at the moment to make your life easier I did start writing a book but I've fallen slightly behind on that but that will be coming out soon as well in the future so there's loads of things happening um, and I'm so excited so join me on this journey and we can see where we will end up going so thank you guys for listening and I'll speak to you soon